0: Right now, get up to sixty percent off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com dot com slash bluewire. That's sixty percent off at Babbel.com dot com slash bluewire. Spelled b a b b e l. dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: The grind of the major league baseball season rolls on, and we have you covered here on the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We are brought to you by Rival Fantasy. I'm Clay Link here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola. A little bit of a late start this afternoon. Thanks for bearing with me, Todd, through some uh, tech issues. But, uh, yeah, we're back. Busy, busy day in the Stake League last night. I put in 30 bids, Todd. Um, but I didn't really feel like anybody was really worth paying up for, so most of those were... One or zero dollar bids, but uh, yeah, I was active, so we'll get into those. But how uh, are you doing this afternoon?
2: I'm doing fine. I'm trying to get a projection for Ryan Walker mm. so so we can, he uh, will he, he, his name will come up a little bit later, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, so I um, uh, no, things are doing, things are fine. No getting no no, no Wrigley game today, so eagerly waiting the ball tonight, and uh, we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, we got everybody starting around the same time tonight, so time to set your lineups, recalibrate if you need to. I mentioned that I had 30 uh, bids in the Stake League, and actually my third drop I didn't even get, so everybody else was scooped up. Like I I wanted to drop Christian Vasquez, couldn't do it, so uh, I was able to get a couple people. We'll get into those, but Matt McClain was the top pickup, $19. Uh, they do still have, you know, Barrero's hanging around, Kevin Newman, but they made it clear that they're going to bring up McClain to play. And uh, definitely a, a notable prospect. You see a guy that,
2: that's worth about 20% of your budget. Yeah, especially since he just already had his series in Coors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right to the fire, hitting second in the lineup in Coors Field. I, I yeah, I suppose. I mean, it, it seems like we're talking about pitching, 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 kind of forgetting that you know, hitting is is up this year, and you can't afford to fall behind in the bats, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you, you just can't. And I don't know if McLean is the answer, but there are enough middle infielders not performing that I think he is worth taking a chance on.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
2: I had only like, I think I had, uh, actually, my top
1: priority was Paul DeYoung. So I had yeah. Paul DeYoung like slightly ahead of McLean, but, but I think still I'm still a little behind out. The, the pack even as a Reds fan. Yeah. I am a Reds pessimist though.
2: <laughs> DeYoung's still striking out at a high rate. So, you know, the, he, I know he's hitting for power right now. So whether he's able to sustain it or not will remains to be seen. And St. Louis has been shown to ride the streaks and pull the trigger when DeYoung, I'm not going to say if, but if, you know, I mean not when, but if if DeYoung slumps. So, yeah, that, that's interesting because they've got a lot of moving parts. I mean, Tommy Edmond plays shortstop when, you know, when DeYoung's not there, but, you know, play second, play third, and Gorman, and there's a lot of parts there in St. Louis, and, you know, one of which is still in AAA Memphis with Walker that need to find – and Juan Yepes is hitting a little bit now too, to just cloud or another law, you know, cloud things up more of a logjam.
1: Actually, the top two pickups were Reds, and uh, the second one was actually Nick Lodolo. So Lodolo dropped in light of his injury and struggles, and MRI showing a stress reaction in his tibia, Nick Lodolo. The big lefty going to be in a walking boot for two weeks, then another MRI in two weeks to check up. So looking at, like, at least a month. I guess the, yeah. the better question in terms of, like, instead of picking him up, is are you holding him if you draft him? Or is this just yeah. uh, time to move on from Nick LeVille?
2: Yeah, this is not a keeper league. It's the stake league. So, the, I mean, listen, if you if you have a spot and there was just no one else you wanted, sure, but if you need that spot, that roster spot, you can't. You can't. Uh, who's to say what Lodolo will do when he's back? And it, I would think that Cincinnati's primary goal will be to get him enough innings so that next year he's worked pretty much, you know you don't have to worry about the innings. you know get him to a hundred if possible. Not that you know that implies Cincinnati may compete next year, but you know what? You never know. we've seen teams come out a year or two early, and we see that we went about the Reds, but they do have some young kids on the way, although next year is a little early, but even so.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Maybe uh, they can force that window open 2025, maybe 2024 is a little early, but you never know. You're right that these teams with these young cores seem to force that window open ahead of time. James Paxton, $11 ad here behind Matt McClain and Nick Lodolo. I I saw Alex Corr was saying after his debut, like like the old Paxton. At 97, he's
2: one walk. He was hitting 97. It's forcing Pavetta to the bullpen. We'll see what happens when Garrett Whitlock uh, is ready fairly soon back to a six-man or what they end up doing. But Paxton, you kind of have to ride that train when he's healthy, right? And then – be ready to board another train when he's not healthy.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Just addressing something real quick. All right, let's take a look at the other pickups. Uh, Wandy Peralta of the Yankees, he goes for $11 as well. Uh, I don't know, uh, Michael King... Clay Holmes seems to be kind of falling out of favor. What do you think no, about Peralta's chances? No, I, home? I'm going
2: to, I'm going to disagree with falling out of favor. Um, Holmes is being used in a fireman role. He's coming in when the meat of the order up between the seventh and the ninth, which bums us out as fantasy players. But Aaron Boone is quietly managing that bullpen. Like you should man. I think so. Anyway, uh, the other day, Toronto he was brought up in the eighth inning. Uh, Um, Holmes that is in the eighth inning when Bichette um, Varsho and Chapman Guerrero wasn't playing this game so it was brought in you know in the heart of the order in the eighth so I think you know Peralta's your well Kennedy's hurt um, you know uh, King they're going to get a couple saves I don't think Holmes is going to isn't going to stop getting saves but it's not it's just one of those cases you can't count on it it's managing like a stratomatic advantage.
1: Yeah, I hear you there.
2: Yeah, I have Holmes in a league or two, so
1: I'm holding on, but I, you know, it's looking like a busted pick right now. Uh, Brenton Doyle Mm -hmm. of the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Sorry, I'm kind of working through these audio issues still. uh, Thanks for bearing with me. Uh, I think I had a $1 bid on Doyle. He has been playing well, but. hard for me to buy into a guy like this who, you know, a lot of his production propped up by Coors. uh, $7, does that sound close to you, Todd?
2: Yeah, now this league goes Friday to Thursday, correct? Yep. Uh, Uh, Yeah, Friday to Thursday. Colorado has, I believe, the first time this year that they're at home Monday through Sunday starts next week. There are a couple more occasions, but the majority of their schedule is split each week. Which is good. I mean, you get to use the guy half the week, but it's the first week, I believe, the season where the Rockies have seven games at home. So that's, you know, those that aren't playing Thursday or, you know, the the Friday to Thursday. Keep that in mind for guys like Doyle and maybe some of the other lesser Rockies that might still be available.
1: Next up, Dylan Floro. Excuse me. A.J. Puck's now in the IL. So, yeah. Floro's been getting some chances. Mark Vientos, you and I yep. were talking a little bit about Mark Vientos' uh, Roto-Wire projection. We, we boosted him up, but you and I both kind of iffy on the playing time.
2: Yep. Seems like you kind of settled on a short side platoon role for now. No, a little more than that, okay. but having read today on a site called RotoWire, I believe, that Britt Beatty is going to play some left field. Hmm. So that tells you that the Mets would like Vientos's bat in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to you know, who, who does that hurt? Who's out? Who's you know who who might that hurt? Uh, maybe Nemo. Um, you know, the, I'm trying to who would lose playing time on the Mets as far as that goes. But I I think I'm going to leave Vientos playing up. It's about half the time from here to the rest of the season. It could get boosted up a bit. But I think that's I think that's fair as a right-handed batter for now to assume Vientos plays half the time because he could struggle and be sent down. Um I have him on my Tout Wars team, so I'm selfishly hoping I dropped Yuli I dropped Yuli Guriel for him. So I'm hoping he's better than Yuli Guriel. I think that's a reasonable, you know, assumption on my part that he produces Guriel. So that's what I have to hope for.
1: I wonder if, you know, Mark Canha.
2: I might see a yep. dip. He's only got a he's, 671 OPS. Yeah, right and now. he's the right-handed batter. Yeah. So that he could be the guy. He could be the guy.
1: He's pretty yeah, – I would bet he's probably the yep. one. Yeah, he's
2: the right. He's uh, he's the one.
1: Alex Wood, $6. Oscar Mercado for a speed play, but I don't know about that. Sure. Castro has been seeing some save chances for Arizona. Sounds like they kind of want to – have Andrew Chaffin in a more flexible role. So, yeah, uh, Chaffin was doing the job, though. Yeah, still is. I think they just kind of want to,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: not put all that burden on him. Chaz McCormick for three. Paul DeYoung for three. You know, he's just whatever it is that Devil Magic's found its way to Paul DeYoung. Uh, Brandon Belak, Trevor Larnick, who I dropped last week, but he was brought right back up and had a big <laughs> homer. Mickey Moniak. Then I got Brandon Williamson. I had very low hopes for his debut. I kind of was among that group that was like, this is so Reds to (laughs) call up a top prospect to have him debut in Coors. And then what does he do? He goes out there and absolutely shines in Coors. So this is no scrub prospect either, Brandon Williamson. 25 years old, 6Ks, only two walks, and only two hits in that Massive uh course field outfield. So
2: well, he was the impressive run for him. He was in the mariners deal, right? Got him for the Mariners?
1: I believe so. Yeah. yeah. He was
2: he was in the Castillo deal, I think, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, he was the 59th overall pick in 2019, yeah. traded to Cincinnati along with Fraley. Yeah, it was in the, the Winker and Suarez deal, of course. Yeah, right? okay. Not the uh Luis Castillo deal. Mariners really are Reds West, so I can, <laughs> I can cheer for them a little bit. All right, last pickups here. Alex Faito for a buck. Michael Massey for a buck. Uh, Gavin Sheets for a buck. Then $0 ads: Patrick Corbin, Jake Irvin, Kyle Farmer, Ryan Noda,
2: Emmett Sheehan. Buck? Wait, only 0 for Noda? Yeah, Noda's been playing pretty well, huh? That surprises me. Okay, good. Yeah. I mean, good pickup, I think. You know, similar of The other, I know first base may be a little bit more deeper than a little bit more deeper. That's why we have a delete key when I write, um, and editors when I write. But anyway, um, I, I would have assumed no, no, to, he's hitting second. I mean, I would have assumed he'd be already gone. Well,
1: that's kind of Oakland for you, you know, it's a tree falling True. in the woods sort of deal. There you go. You just, uh, gonna have to really look for it or else you won't notice. I picked up Zach Granke on a $0 ad. He's in this lineup period, lines up for two, and this will probably burn me. But he's been <laughs> pitching well lately. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's not a great option. But I it was either Zach Granke for two in this lineup period or maybe Gavin Stone, who it looks like he'll be starting next week, but they still haven't announced him, and who knows. So right. I just went with uh, – with Granky in my active lineup instead of Gavin Stone this week. I also made a trade in this league just yesterday. I traded Jose Alvarado for Tyler Stevens It's only a one catcher league, but man, I was wrong about Christian Vasquez, Todd. I just had so to get far, Christian Vasquez. Yeah, you know,
2: so I mean Vasquez is you know, to me he's a can't hurt you type, and apparently he's just not there yet. He's not providing the batting average um floor. That you get him for.
1: Yeah, no homers, 245 average. It's just been pretty ugly for Vasquez. So, uh, got an upgrade in Stevenson, and yeah, Alvarado was fantastic, but I just, it's kind of a deal that I just could not pass up. No, I like that. Uh, let's see what else we got here on the stake league. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Bobby Miller, Jared Schuster. So that's a bit. It'll be another busy one, but uh, no Yuri Perez in the mix this week. None of those huge, huge, uh, big dollar ads. Right. Any other uh, players on your mind to potentially pick up this weekend?
2: I have not. Have not gone deep into that yet. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what players that I, I haven't lost. I mean, I usually when I do the early research, it's because. I've lost somebody and I want to get a jump on who I might replace them, who who who, who, who might use to as a replacement. Fortunately, I haven't lost anybody this week, so you know I I, I will do the work over the weekend and uh, and, and and you know do the fat et cetera. but it's a rare week where I'm not you know pulling my hair out what's lit because of an injury. I, mean, I got got Corey Seeger back in a couple of places, knock on wood.
1: Yeah, same. That's a big one. Well, before we uh, move on to talk a little rival fantasy, I want to tell you a little bit about the the uh, company and our new sponsor here on the pod. A new MLB season means it's time for a new kind of daily fantasy baseball. Rival Fantasy is the fantasy platform reinventing the way daily and weekly games are played, and they've brought new games to the ballpark this year that fantasy players won't find anywhere else. Rival Fantasy's games include Fantasy Bingo, Head-to-Head Player Challenges, and Fantasy Book, where users can select over-unders for two to five players. With games like this, Daily Fantasy has never been better. Right now, RotoWire listeners can get a $50 protected first play. That means if you win your first play, you keep the winnings. But if you lose your first entry, Rival Fantasy will fully refund you up to $50. Go to play.rivalfantasy.com slash signup and use code ROTOWIREMLB at sign-up and deposit a minimum of $25 to get your first entry on Rival protected up to $50. Now's the time to step up to the plate and become a Rival today. Welcome to the arena. Mentioned the fantasy book option there at Rival, and that's what Todd and I are going to be focusing on as we have the past few weeks. And, uh, Todd, you've kind of been bold enough to take some over-unders on, on hitters. I still you know it's just hitting in a given day is so tough and you need all these to hit to to win win the game so i just find the the hitters to be a little too untrustworthy so i'm sticking to the pitching but you got a couple uh hitters on the docket today
2: yeah when i when i put my uh when i put my little three man or two man rosters in i wager a few more shekels on the pitchers but I, you know, I get the rival wants us to talk. I think we need to talk about batters as well. And I think you mentioned the the, the biggest point in that you, you just they're just an over four is so easy, mm-hmm. right? So I, you try to pick up batters who have a platoon edge, you just feel really comfortable are going to go over, and it kind of to me it kind of it bleeds into my DFS approach in that. I think you, you know. I'm a more of a cash game player, in that you nail the pitching, and that you know I don't. I pay down for a. I can't afford as good of batters, but there's so much variance that I don't. I don't care as much. You know, I, I understand you stack to get GPO. I'm not whatever. I think there's so much variance in batters that I'm not. I don't mind building a lineup with lower price batters. But this isn't that. This is rival. So I, you know, we, I, I, you know, I did do three hitters this week. One of which being Corey Seager, who I mentioned. But um, I'm doing much better on the hitting side of, of pitch, pitching, pitching side of the ledge. Although this week um, did okay. I'm trying to remember what Monday or Tuesday night um, who, who who I'm mad at this week for not coming. Uh, you know, you know, I don't. I don't I, the five times I did okay, I'm not. I don't remember. But that that one pitcher that didn't do what I expected to do is ah. So, anyway, yeah, always,
1: right? Yeah.
2: That's how it is.
1: And I get it. I, yeah, since you need all these to hit, I just, I found that the hitters going 0 for 4, it's just throws a wrench into the whole thing and far more likely to hit on some pitching. So, for the time being, I'm going to st- stick to just two hitters or two pitchers, rather, over or under. Okay. And I think I'm going to take the over tonight on Shane McClanahan. Yeah. Right? He's the second highest projected total on the board among pitchers or among all players behind just Zach Gallin. Um, But I think he clears that number, 21.78 tonight against Milwaukee. Milwaukee's not a terrible team, but it's not a lineup that scares me at all. And McClanahan, gosh, I wish I'd you know, kind of not put as much weight on that late season injury last year as I did because having a lot of FOMO on Shane McClanahan right now. The,
2: well, I think it's still up in the air how many innings he gets down the stretch. Um, I think he's going to pitch a lot, but you know, was he worth that third or fourth overall pitching pick? He's coming off either 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 it was his last outing, the one previous, his first rough outing of the year. But I have him over as well um, as I've talked about for the past couple of weeks. If I'm going over on a pitcher, I want to be pretty darn sure that he's going to get the win. And who, like you said, Milwaukee's tough. But I'm more confident in McClanahan and the Rays getting the win than some of the other pitchers who I would would have needed to take the over.
1: Yeah, I hear you there. And then my second one, and maybe this is, I don't know, maybe me doubling down on having Zach Granke just picked him up in (laughs) stakes. But 9.44 points against the White Sox. White Sox maybe – Ticked it up a little bit. It seems like Luis Ro- Robert Jr. is kind of uh, getting off the schneid a little bit, but that's fewer projected points than Steven Matz, Chris Bryant, <laughs> Ryan McMahon, Blackman, Acuna. So I think, I think Granky, even though he's old and doesn't miss many bats, man, the guy can still eat innings and he can still get the job done to an extent. So I think against the White Sox, he clears nine point four four points.
2: Yeah, I've got him projected for ten point four, so I have him scoring more. Um, he's gonna—I mean, he's got a decent chance to get the win, which puts him—which kind of by definition puts him there because that means he has five innings, which gets you points and the win. So I, you know, I considered—I considered Zach Renke, Um and, and Kopech is, is opposing him. Yeah, I mean he could strike out ten, or and he can give up ten runs. Kopech is still inconsistent.
1: Yeah, White Sox slightly favored here at home, but I mean it's only minus one thirty. I think it's pretty darn even. So yep. we'll see if Granky can uh, navigate that White Sox lineup. Who else do you like tonight?
2: All right, I also have got a couple of unders. Uh, I just think that under unless you're really sure the pitcher going over, you look for the unders. Ah, uh, Blake Snell. Call it a. I like the Red Sox pick, but uh, Red Sox are hitting lefties really well, and Blake Snell is uh, at nineteen point nine two, which tells me he needs to get the win in order to get that. That's a lot of points without the win, and I don't think he's going to get it. And similarly with Sandy Alcantara, I've got at twenty point one three, not getting the strikeouts, not going as deep into games. And I don't think Miami is assured the win even with Alcantara on the mound. So I think that's a pretty big number for Alcantara. Now, I like rooting for Alcantara. so it's kind of it's kind of like you know I, I can't enjoy watching him pitch as much as I normally do, but you know I'm rooting for my uh, rooting for my team, if you will instead. Uh, real quick, you know I, I took Corey Seeger over 8.92. Um, I believe he's got uh Kaufman about the uh returning or not starting for the, for the Rockies. Um, Mookie. Uh, he's got a lefty. I forget who I can look it up. And Byron Buxton also is got A lefty. So I want the plume advantage and I want guys that can get you that, you know, get their points with one stroke. And. Yeah.
1: Betts has got uh, Matt's
2: Yeah. Steven Matz. Um So. Uh, a home run is worth about fourteen points. So, and these are both eight. You know, I want a guy that can get can get it in like one fell swoop. So, those are my um, those are my three batters. And I, you know, you can go with two or three. The the payout ramps up accordingly. Um, so, I'm just uh, what I normally do. Little strategy wise, I'll pick three, and I'll pick two that I'm sure about then I'll pick a different one for the third and kind of make kind of hedge with the two and then try to hit on both of those so I I did I you know hit on a couple of those this week past couple of weeks which is what you know uh cool but you know you, you miss one and you suddenly not, you know you break even for the evening and uh you know that's 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 a danger when you do this sort of thing but anyway
1: yeah I'm going to stick to two just because I feel like I just need to minimize my chances of getting one wrong. <laughs> right. No. It's so hard to, I mean, it's a fantasy game. It's not a parlay, but you kind of got to think of it as, as a parlay. Of
2: right. Well, yeah. And and um, the the payout is the same percentage, uh, two and a half to one, if you bet, if you if you try on two players or three. When you go to four, game theory wise, the payout isn't as much. So I don't think it's an efficient try on four. If the if the payout was commensurate with the other two, sure. But it's not. So I don't I if I if there are four guys I like, I will do a three and a three and have all four guys in there. I don't think picking four is an efficient way to do it.
1: Well, to recap my picks tonight over on Shane McClanahan against Milwaukee over 21 points seven eight points and then Zach Granke
2: over nine point four four
1: and could you remind us your picks Todd?
2: Yes. Uh Blake Snell over 19 point I'm um, under 199. Sandy Contra under 20 and McClanahan I'm with you over 21.78. And then I'm gonna hope for Corey Seager, Mookie, and Byron Buxton to get a couple hits. Awesome. Well join us over
1: at Rival if you get a chance. We're having a lot of fun with it and we appreciate their sponsorship, of course. Yep. Uh, Real quick before we move on, another word from uh, one of our new sponsors, Stable Duel. Baseball has always been America's pastime, but a close second is horse racing. We've got the best way to get in on the action. Stable Duel brings a new way to play the races, and this weekend they have over $20,000 in prizes for the Preakness Stakes. Select your team or your stable of horses and compete against other players for big money prizes. Watch your stable move up the leaderboard as your horses accumulate points based on where they finish the race. Don't know anything about horse racing? Don't worry. The app has all you need to know with free data on each horse's record, as well as a risk, speed, and value number for choosing your best runners. This is the first game of its kind, and you don't want to miss out. Get in on the action and start perfecting your strategy. Download the Stable Duel app now and begin building your winning stable. Play, race, win with StableDuel. Download StableDuel.com. Download at StableDuel.com. Now, Todd, before we move on, we had a question about Louis Varland from uh, Daniel in the chat, and he was picked up last week in the Stake League, so we talked about him briefly, but uh, aside from the home runs, he's been bit by the long ball a little bit, but uh, everything else looks pretty darn good. A 22.1 minus K-BB. And yeah, you regress those home home run numbers. He's got a 3.26 X FIPS. So are you buying in on Louis Varland as a like you know capable mixed league fantasy option?
2: Yes. Um for another reason. I talked about this a little bit with James, James Anderson. Minnesota in in general, their organization has kind of entered our circle of trust when it comes to pitching. They they seem to know what they're doing. They don't they don't have a, a system and force the pitcher into that system. They look what the pitcher can do and go from there. Right. I mean, there's some teams that you're not throwing that pitch you're throwing this pitch. And it's specifically, you know, Sonny gray is an example. They, they let Sonny do what he needs to do. So I am for uh, in part because of that reason, I believe they will bring something unenviable now looking at our grid for next week, you know, a game against Toronto. I don't love them next week. So picking them up this week, maybe you pick them up and don't use them. Or if you have to, you cross your fingers. I think it is at Minnesota, which is uh, helps a bit, but yes, I think Louis Varland is in that streaming realm the rest of the season. I don't know. If I, I, I don't set and forget, but I think Varland is a streamer the rest of the year. Sure. And we had another
1: question Sue here. Kind of interesting for those looking for a short-term Manny Machado replacement, Nick Senzel or Jake Berger. Uh, Senzel's been a great story so far, but Berger's pop. I would uh, I'd bank on personally. Yeah, is it
2: Homer in the three games he's been back? And the feel like 10, Trump, ten, doesn't he? Yeah, right. Yes, but he, you know he came, He's hit a th- home in three of the four games since he's been back. He's gone long, and the uh, the lineup is being adjusted to get him more playing time. Berger. Mm-hmm. So yeah. She should didn't he have like a you know the whopper or Big Mac doesn't work, but he you know there needs to be a nickname for, for burger, shouldn't there be? Anyway, but uh yeah, I um, guess his nickname's just his last name's kind of a nickname. It uh, to to an extent, I
1: suppose, yeah. But I anyway, because isn't uh Eloy's coming back from that
2: appendectomy
1: yeah. pretty soon.
2: Right. But yeah, but the White Sox are finding ways to keep burger in the lineup. And I mean, but the thing about it is the, the argument isn't Senzel isn't hitting well, because he is, right? It's been He's fantastic. Playing well. yeah, I, I, suppose, up, I suppose if you want to go granular and say, if all you want is power burger, if you want a little bit of everything Senzel, is that fair? Or if you want power mm-hmm. more burger, And if you want a little of everything Senzel?
1: Yeah, I just remember Senzel's battled so many injuries, and Berger's had his fair share too, but I'm just still skeptical on Senzel staying on the field, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, there was a question too about Michael Harris. I would not recommend dropping him yet. I, it all, of course, is relative to who's available to pick up, but unless you're in like a eight-team mixed league, I would not drop Michael Harris. Well, Todd, any, uh, anything else on your mind before
2: we get into these two star pitchers? Uh, real quick, the, the, the question on the Red Sox as far as when Duvall comes back, I think you'll just see a rotation, including through DH. Um, I think if, if uh, Tristan oh. Cassis is going to pick it up, or else you'll see more Justin Turner at first base. And these things usually take care of themselves. Um, both both Duran and Duvall are kind of found money. So if you get, even if you get four or five games a week, that's more than you expected, um, but I think they'll just have a rotation using the designated hitter, and we'll see what happens at the time. But and Castas has shown uh, signs of breaking out, so I just think you'll see a bunch of platoons and 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 cycling through those spots.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's well put. So we are going to go through all of next week's two star pitchers, giving them a zero to five grade. Five being the best, of course, turn them loose everywhere. Zero being hands off completely. So this is the week of May 22nd, a week uh, off from Memorial Day here. So the week of May 22nd, you can, of course, go to our probable pitcher's grid and then customize grid, custom start date 5 2023 and check back closer to, you know, fab time to – Get a better idea because these will always be uh, changing. Tommy Henry's got to be a zero, right? I I haven't really done a dive on Tommy Henry, but he just sounds like a zero,
2: doesn't he? Yeah, at Philly versus Boston, um, yeah. It's that, I've got him ranked in the 140s, so, yeah, I'm going zero. Yeah, three homers allowed his last
1: two starts and six uh, Ks to five walks, so, yeah, i don't see any reason. Tommy Henry should be above a zero. Spencer Striders, uh, locked down five. And I saw that our buddy Rob Silver was tweeting about just how good he's been in terms of adjusted K percentage. It's pretty crazy. So Spencer Striders, easy five. And then uh, who else? Dylan Dodd for, for uh, Atlanta. They're kind of getting tested in that rotation here with Freed and others out. So Dodd against. The Dodgers and then against the Phillies, both at home. So tough two-step. I think I'm going to go zero for Dodd, honestly. I can't see it.
2: Yeah, I mean, Sneak out a win, maybe. I'm going to go a one, but I don't love it. You're going to go one on Dodd? I'm going to go one on Dodd, yeah.
1: Todd, one on Dodd, okay. Uh, Next up, Kyle Braddish. For the Baltimore Orioles at the Yankees versus Texas. He's starting to get his numbers turned around. Kyle Bradish. Yeah. Uh, he does have to oppose Garrett Cole, though, on Tuesday. So that's uh, could be tough trying to get the win there. You never know. but Well, this is Baltimore. They're ahead. Yeah. I mean, they're <laughs> this is crazy, the second-best
2: record in the league.
1: Got, like, well, the best catcher the, in
2: baseball. We're tied with the Dodgers for the second-best record in the league. How about that? That's crazy.
1: Yeah, maybe it's Jared
2: to... Cole will have trouble getting the win against the Orioles. Yeah, maybe. <laughs>
1: so, at the Yankees versus Texas, initially in my head I said four, but that sounded high, so I'm going to go three. I'm going three as well. That just sounds right. Uh, for the Boston Red Sox, no two-star pitchers. And why is that? Are they inserting –
2: It could be Whitlock coming Uh, back. Yeah, they could go into a six man with Whitlock. Um, Yeah,
1: Whitlock through four innings Tuesday for Triple A Worcester. Yeah, so he is uh, nearing his way back. We do have him projected to return next weekend. So that makes sense.
2: And if anybody, Tanner Houck is probably going to the bullpen anyway, which is why he's not. You know, which is why he's going, uh, or he's not even listed for a second start. That's right,
1: Uh, Drew Smiley. He have a 2-8-6 ERA versus the Mets versus the Reds. You never know when you get a day at Wrigley where the wind's blowing out, but he's been so darn good, Drew Smiley. Probably going to blow up on you eventually, but I think two home starts. I'm tempted to go four, but I'm going to go three. I'm not tempted. I'm going going four. Wow. So you yeah. like him more than like Braddish. Yeah, week. I do. I do. Wow. Okay. I mentioned that I picked up Brandon Williamson in the stake league. Now with those, with how lineups work in that league, he's only lined up for one at home against St. Louis. I didn't start him. Right. But in traditional Monday through Sunday leagues, he's versus St. Louis at the Cubs, talked about how he went into cores and pitched exceedingly well. St. Louis has kind of turned it on. So kind of like, you know, a little iffy on them. I think I'm going to go. Uh, hmm. I'm going to go one on Brandon Williamson, but he's a pickup to kind of see what happens.
2: I have him as a zero, but I think I'm going to do some adjustments to get him up to one. Right, so I'm, I'm going to agree and go one.
1: All right. And Graham Ashcraft, it's really things have taken a nosedive for him. He got hit by that comebacker, and it's just all around poor performance so far. I think we were asked a couple weeks ago who we would sell high on among a group and I think you said Graham Ashcraft and that's looking you know sage at this point, Todd. Uh same two step for him as Williamson versus St. Louis at the Cubs. I'm going to give Ashcraft a 2, but suddenly just you know it's not working as well as it was earlier.
2: I need to double check my numbers on him, but I'm I'm, I'm going to leave him at one, or I'm going to say one, um, and, and see if it needs to be raised. But I'm going to say one. Yeah, that's a tough one,
1: uh, Peyton Battenfield, zero and five, five point one nine ERA, winless on the year. I can't really see anything to like. Seven homers allowed in thirty four point two innings, twenty seven K, so not even a strikeout per inning, twelve walks. That's a zero. Yeah, I don't have to readjust it to zero. All right. Uh, next up, and I'm logging these so that we can recap at the end uh, Chase Anderson. He's still around, huh? And hey, yeah, yeah, that's right. He did pitch against the Reds and somehow you know, shut them down completely. But <laughs> I still, you know, he's been around for a long time, he's 35 years old. I think Chase Anderson is who he is, and he's got two home starts. That's going to be a zero.
2: He's with Colorado, right? Yep. I just want to emphasize it's with the Rockies, right? Two (laughs) home starts, right? No, he's a zero. Yeah, and Gomber, too. Gomber's got to be a zero. I mean, you know, home against Miami and the Mets isn't the worst setup unless your home is Colorado. Exactly,
1: exactly.
2: Uh, Mike Clevenger...
1: At Cleveland, at Detroit. Pretty nice little two step. Let's see how he's been pitching lately. I, not terrible. I just don't like, guy, but he hasn't been pitching that poorly. Over his last four starts, he's got a four three oh ERA, one three oh whip. Twenty two to eight K to walk. So not that special, but not, not terrible. And with these matchups, I think Clevenger at this point is a one pitcher with three matchups, so he's going to
2: be a two for me. I'm going to give him the three. I think he's pitching better lately, and I'm not scared of Cleveland anymore. I mean, I think until they show they're that grind it out, you know, move the next man line, next next in line lineup, I'm not scared.
1: Dylan Cease, same two step for him, and uh, I don't know how to value Dylan Cease right now. You were all over the the walk issues, and I mean, it was easy to see those coming back to Biden, but I did not see this kind of these kind of struggles anyway. So, mm. Dylan Cease, I think I'm going to have to go with four. That I'm that doesn't feel right,
2: but I'm going to go five. Wow! I just think these matchups are too good. Mm-hmm. I think this is a week where if he crushes you sell high i I just I yeah. don't know that Detroit and Cleveland have got the patience to take advantage of the walks or the power to take advantage of the walks so I to me it's a low end five, but I'm gonna go five
1: Michael Lorenzen's been a nice surprise for the. Detroit Tigers, 3-4-4 uh, four, four ERAs at Kansas City versus the White Sox. Yeah, that's pretty nice. I imagine the leagues where he's available, he'll be uh, on a lot of lists this weekend. So, uh, Erod, I'm going to give a 5, even, even after his recent hiccup. I think
2: Michael Lorenzen's a 3, actually. Yeah, I have Erod as the number 7 pitcher overall this week. Wow, I've got Lorenzen in the – four range. I need to double check that, but it's it's a matchup based thing. Um, I'm gonna say four, but I in my head, I'm thinking three, but I'm gonna say four for Lorenzo now. okay. If you That's can't good. tell this week, I had the time to pre-run my numbers um, which I, I I haven't been able to do. Um, so I'm actually using my actual numbers and not guessing. This week. So, anyway, Christian Javier at Milwaukee
1: at Oakland. I think that's got to be a five, right? Second best on the board to meet it this week. Wow, well, that's a pretty nice option. Uh, Brady Singer. Any chance you'd pick him up versus Detroit versus Washington? Uh, pretty nice little two step. Brady Singer, guy on your list this weekend?
2: No, because I already have on all my teams and I haven't dropped okay. him yet. I um I'm holding. Look ahead to whole-
1: this week. Is that what you're doing?
2: Oh yeah, I wish. I'm this. Is, hopefully, it's a it's a reason. It's a you know retribution week, if you will. Um, I just I don't think he's that bad. And even Brad Keller, I've dropped Keller, but I'm still keeping an eye on him. I'm gonna go a four for Singer, just because a spreadsheet doesn't think as much as we do. It doesn't have feelings. It uses numbers, and it still remembers that Singer was pretty good in these matchups. So I'm going to go four, and knock on wood, this is the week Singer starts to get some of that good stuff that we've already absorbed all this bad stuff.
1: You're going four
2: on Singer. Wow. It am not laughing not, at you. See, that wouldn't have sounded, if this is the first week of the year, no one would say anything. Mm-hmm. Of course it's at the quarter a quarter of the way through and it doesn't look as good.
1: Well, I admire you sticking by your guns on Brady Singer. I mean to give a guy who has a seven oh nine ERA a four, that's that's yeah, a lot well, of faith. The or it's dumb. We'll see. But anyway. Well the matchups are so Detroit good. Detroit and Washington. I gotta go. I gotta do it. No two star pitchers for the Angels. So we'll take that opportunity to We are back on the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Clay Link here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola. Rating all of next week's two-star pitchers. And Gavin Stone expected to be the replacement for Dustin May. Really tough break for May. Pitching so well. Going to be out for an extended period. So they said that – or I think Dave Roberts said that he, like, Stone makes the most sense or – I forget yeah, it makes the most sense how he phrased it. So sounds like he'll be in there, but it is at Atlanta, then at Tampa Bay. <clears throat> I love the upside here with this arm, but these matchups. Yeah, it sucks when you got a guy like this who's so good, and then he gets a two-star week, and it's these matchups. So I'm gonna go. I think I'm only gonna go with a
2: one. I have him at one on one, which puts him at a zero but I have to go one. I mean, whether I, whether it changes or not, I don't know, but yeah, no, it, it, just be, no, I you have to go one. I'm I'm with you and I would probably use him and, and cross my fingers. Wow.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'll have to make that call in any traditional weekly leagues, but yeah, that's, uh, that'll be a tough test for the youngster. Yeah. Uh Edward Cabrera's got to go at Colorado, so I don't even need to look at the
2: second one that's that's got to be a zero and he left his last one with a blister. So oftentimes it doesn't you know it, it, it's fine, but oftentimes it's not. but yeah, we're gonna go zero.
1: What about Yuri Perez
2: though at Colorado at at the Angels?
1: Hmm. The hot pickup. nobody wants to swap him out. I still think I'd only give him like a 3
2: though. I I think I'm going to I'm going to say 1, but I'm I'm re- uh, shy about starting him. I'm going to lower minded too, but I'm going to go 1. I right. don't want to you know, I know he's pitched well, but it's tough in Colorado.
1: Corbin Burns is going to be a 5 for me still. He's home against Houston, home against San Francisco. So Corbin Burns is a 5. Yep. And then what about Colin Ray? I, he's had flashes, but I couldn't see it. I mean, I like him as like a swingman, long reliever, but uh, zero for Colin Ray.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I know they're home, but uh, you don't love the home park. Yeah, and no, I'm going to go zero.
1: Man, Bailey Ober just – Pitching really well versus San Francisco versus Toronto next week. I think I'm going to go four. Yep, I am as well. Bailey Ober's been just outstanding. So I'm going to have to give him some love there. Uh, what about Cody Sanga at the Cubs at Colorado? Ugh. God, that at Colorado always just dings, dings guys so much. But. Uh,
2: I think I'll go with a two. I have him borderline two. Um, I think I am also going to go with a two. Uh, He has the strikeout potential to not stink in course. He, what, 12 and six innings last time. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go two.
1: Just a quick aside. We had a question in the chat about, Bryce Elder, and if he might crash, and if you take Yuri Perez over Elder, um, that might be tough with that Colorado start coming up. But I think, I think I'd give the edge to Perez over the rest of the season. But
2: Elder is not a guy I want to drop. Yeah, and I, contextually as well, I don't know how many innings we're going to get out of Perez down the stretch. So I'm I'm thinking more about the next six weeks, and then worry about after that. Um I think if you if you need a boost, if your staff's a little bit behind, if you've been starting Brady Singer, then I can see going Perez because I think the upside's higher.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Um okay, Garrett Cole's a five, right? And you said two on Singa, right? Yeah, yeah. Borderline two. Uh Drew Rosinski and Luis Medina are both gonna be zeros for me. Uh, I
2: don't really need to look at those guys more. You're not gonna do any tone loke for us for the uh funky cold Medina? <laughs> if he were actually funky and cold, maybe I would, but <laughs> well, he's cold, he's not so funky
1: though, yeah. But I mean, like cold, like ice cold, like ah, okay, stone cold. Steve Austin, he's not that. Um, Taiwan Walker, here's a guy that I thought. <sighs> Well, it wasn't the WBC, but I thought he looked good in the WBC, and I thought, you know, Taiwan's not terrible, but he's got a six five three ERA. He's been terrible so far. Versus Arizona at Atlanta. Huh. You know, Matt Strom might actually well, – Oh, Matt Strom's been
2: pitching out of the bullpen, so. Yeah, but Falter's down in the minors, so Strom may come back up. Yeah, that's true. will not come back up, be reinserted back into the rotation. To,
1: yeah. All right, but before we get to Strom, I'm going to say Walker
2: 2. I'm not giving him that much credit because he's not going deep in a game. Unless I – I don't think – unless I'm I get he and Carrasco confused because they have similar, you know, M.O.s, if you will. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know what, it was the last game he only pitched two-thirds. But before that, he wasn't going all that deep. So uh, you know what? I'm still gonna stick with a one. I just don't trust it.
1: Yeah, it's hard guy to feel good about right now, Taiwan Walker. And uh, Strom, just because he has been shortened up, I'm gonna go zero. Uh, pitching well, but not a guy I expect to go five.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. And I uh I yeah, for that for that reason I agree. And I don't know. Who Philly could call up right now, because they pretty much called up everybody they could. Um, but you know, Painter's
1: not close, is he?
2: No, well <clears throat> I, maybe later this year. Yeah, it's one of those things where every time I look every week, I think I am for 10 starts right ever right, you know, and I always am I gonna make that five or fifteen? You just because it's still a little bit vague. But Falter's been disappointing, quite frankly. Um, kind of liked him as a quiet end of the rotation filler hasn't done it. Just hasn't come through. Um yeah, I'm gonna go zero for Strom as well. No two star pitchers for Pittsburgh
1: and then you Darvish has got to be a five, right? He's yeah. he's got a couple road starts, but he's just he's been great, so he's gonna be a five
2: for me, you Darvish. Hmm, where, where don't I see him? Oh there he is. I see him. Yep, no, he's a, he's number eleven, so that's a five that's a five.
1: Luis Castillo's, you know, kind of hit a few bumps in the road lately. He's kind of bumming me out a little bit. He hasn't been.
2: The yeah, Red that Sox bad. got
1: to him. I mean, I, he's been fine. Yeah. He's given up six homers his last four starts, but um, five, seven, three ERA over his last four. But I, yeah, I think he'll be just fine. Um, so versus Oakland, versus Pitt, that's a five.
2: He's that. He's my number one guy this week on the board. Number boys, one, so, huh? Yeah. Wow. Number one, those, those matchups are just too good. And they're both at home and Pittsburgh isn't, you know, the 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 water has found its level in the three rivers there. Marco Gonzalez was able to limit hard contact
1: until he wasn't able to anymore. <laughs> uh, not a skill uh, three and one, but a six one O ERA versus Oakland versus Pitt. I guess I have to consider him as maybe a pickup this week where I need an option, but uh Still can't go higher
2: than a one. Um yeah, I uh yeah, with those matchups. Yeah, I think I think you're gonna go in one with those matchups, but he, even then I don't love it. But yeah. Yeah.
1: It is more I
2: mean he's gonna he stakes a win out of one of those two games, right? Yeah, you're not, playing with
1: fire, but I
2: I do yeah. think he probably grabs a win or two. Uh
1: one at least. Uh Alex Cobb. Sub two ERA
2: and he's gonna be a five for me. You don't know why, you know. I mean, this year we don't have to talk about regression. He, you know, he's if it if it's any regression, it's it's the other kind. Um I don't love the matchups, but I think he is a five.
1: Yeah, he paid his uh debt to the Babbitt Gods last year. Now he's <laughs> he's kind of uh yeah you know, reaping the benefits or just kind of you know, enjoying the luck on his side finally a little bit. Uh, Ryan Weber got called up today from AAA Sacramento. We have not penciled in to start. Um, not somebody I'm going to be looking to stream, though. So Ryan Walker is zero.
2: Ryan Walker. You said Weber the first. We're talking Ryan Walker. Did I say right? Weber? Yeah, you said Weber. Um, yeah, we were joking about Walker earlier. Yeah, um, Ryan Walker. earlier. Yeah, um I suppose we could see Shamanaya back in the rotation, in which case it's a minus one, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm with you zero on Walker, just a 27 year old guy who has earned the call up, but I'm not expecting anything.
1: No, me neither. Uh, Jordan
2: Montgomery, the
1: Cardinals, he's uh, at Cincinnati, then at Cleveland. Hmm. Hasn't been pretty for him so far, and you don't like Great American Small Park, but I still think Montgomery's like a three. I'm going to go four.
2: Okay. Again, that's that's the spreadsheet talking, and that uh-huh. it it still thinks he's a good pitcher.
1: That makes sense. Uh, Josh Fleming. So he actually worked as like a traditional starter, went five, and he's gone. You know, five, four, and then five. So he's not. A guy that's definitely going to fall short of qualifying for the win. Not a great bet to do that either. Uh, doesn't have any decisions this year versus Toronto versus the Dodgers. Oof.
2: Yeah, you could have started there and saved some time. Yeah, I'm going to go zero. <laughs> I am as well. I am as well. But he's the kind of guy that can frustrate you, right? And mm. then you go back to the go shaking your head. How did I not hit that pitch? But I'm going to go with zero.
1: Taj Bradley returned yesterday for the Tampa Bay Rays. No decision against the Mets. Two runs on three hits, two walks, struck out four over five innings. So they were kind of getting him back, or they're kind of transitioning him to that once every six days, right? Or they're kind of changing his pitching schedule, and he was having some issues down on the farm. But good to see him back and having some success. Hate this two-step, though, so – I'm going to only go one, and that's a points league one, probably, mostly.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go one as well, and it's a, you know, Tampa's good. They may pick out a win in one of these two games.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll probably start him in the Tot Wars head-to-head league, but yeah. that's about it. Head-to-head points, but I'm not going to risk my ratios where I have them. Dane Dunning at Pitt at Baltimore. I think he was on the list last week, so that just shows that these are all very tentative, but uh, – Man, with those matchups, the way Dunning's been pitching at Pit Up Baltimore, I'm going to go four, I
2: think. I've got on that three to four cusp. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go four. I am going to, I mainly because I like Dang Dunning. Um, I was impressed. I, I've been impressed with what I've seen out of Dane Dunning. So I'm going to go four. I'd like yeah. to see Texas just leave him in there and see what he can do.
1: Yeah, same. Absolutely. Chris Bassett and Jose Barrios for Toronto. They're both going to be at Tampa Bay, then at Minnesota. Bassett, certainly feel better about him than you do Barrios. Um, God, I hate facing Tampa Bay, but Bassett's legit. So I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go four on Bassett. I just, even with these matchups, I
2: don't really see swapping him out anywhere. I got five on Bassett. I got I have a top ten this week. Oh, wow. Okay. So I have five on Bassett. You know, I, I tweeted this out yesterday. And, yes, it was a sub. You know, the sub context was Jose Barrios. But, you know, if baseball players stopped flipping between being good and bad, it would be a whole lot easier for you and me and others to decide if they're good or bad. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that'd be nice. You know? Uh, Barrios was nice really good out. last time out. Yeah. I'm going to give him a three. Um,
1: well, Barrios is such a – I mean, I guess Chris Sales is the real Jekyll and Hyde, but over the past, like, five years, it's been Barrios. Just
2: yeah. from one outing
1: to the next, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. So what do you say on Barrios? Say three. Okay, I'm going to go three.
2: Minnesota hits, left, uh, hits righties really good, but they're terrible against lefties. With the addendum that splits against lefties even now are, are subject. Uh, or, or, or sketchy. Um I was gonna say subject to change, which I really was didn't what I wanted to say. Suspect was the word I was looking for. Um even now splits against lefties you can't trust them. Mackenzie Gore versus
1: San Diego at Kansas City. I like what the kid is showing I think you're gonna go with a three though. I'm gonna go with a
2: four. Um San Diego, I, you, you got to believe at some point they are going to start to make some pitchers pay. I hope it's not this weekend, um, in the Xander Bogarts revenge series. But, um, yeah, uh, do I want to go to? Do I want to go higher? No, I'm going to go four. All right. Well, to
1: recap our two star pitcher grades for the week of May twenty second. 2023. Tommy Henry, zero. Spencer Strider, five. Dylan Dodd, I say zero, Todd, one. Kyle Bradish, three. Drew Smiley, I say three, Todd, four. Brandon Williamson, go Reds, uh, one. Graham Ashcraft, I say two, Todd, one. Peyton Battenfield, zero. Chase Anderson, zero. Austin Gomber, zero. Mike Clevenger, I say two, Todd, three. Dylan Cease, I say four, Todd, five. Michael Lorenzen, I say three, Todd, four. Eduardo Rodriguez, great story this year. He's a five. Christian Javier, also a five. Brady Singer, I say two, Todd, four. Gavin Stone, one. Edward Cabrera, zero. Yuri Perez, I say two, Todd, one. Corbin Burns, five. Colin Ray, zero. Bailey Ober, four. Cody Sanga, two. Garrett Cole, five. Drew Rosinski, zero. Luis Funky Cold Medina, zero. Taiwan Walker, I say two. Todd, one. Matt Strom, zero. Hugh Darvish, five. Luis Castillo, five. Marco Gonzalez, one. Alex Cobb, five. Ryan Walker, zero. Jordan Montgomery, I say three. Todd, four. Josh Fleming, zero. Taj Bradley, a one. Dane Dunning, four. Chris Bassett, I say four. Todd, five. Jose Barrios, three. Mackenzie Gore, I say three. And Todd, four.
2: Todd, anything else on your mind today before we sign off? Uh, Real quick, uh, the touts have been hitting it out of the park with the tout table this year. Uh, Sometime this weekend, we're going to be posting – uh, I asked everybody for a, a tip on what they do in their free agent process. And we've got some some interesting stuff that I didn't know. I didn't think of that. So I, I hope we hear, you hope, well, if you read it to yourself, you'll hear it. But I hope you think a lot. Hey, I didn't, that's a good idea. Uh, that'll go up sometime this weekend on ToutWars.com. A, uh, a tip to everybody's free agent process. Yeah, it's awesome. I uh,
1: you got another day or so before you post that, you think? Yep, yep, for all sure. Right, I will I'm gonna chime in there. So I know cool. I said I was gonna do that last week and I just it's it's didn't right. have time. It's all right. Uh I mean it's pretty basic, but I always start with just setting my lineup the next week. is is that what most people do?
2: You know what? That's one of the Eric Halterman mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Uh co host on a couple uh XXM shows with me. And I think that And what I said to him was it's, it's brilliant in its simplicity. You know, it, it makes so much sense. I feel like that's where most people should start. I I don't know that they do. And what it does for me is it it makes, sometimes you just kind of like look for the, the, the red arrow, whatever might point to an injured guy. But as an example, doing this, I'm like, wait a minute. I still have Matt Verling in my lineup. I mean, maybe I don't want to drop them, but I can't. I can't start them. I got to find somebody better. So that's what it's done for me is when I set my lineup. It forces me to look at everybody, and and and, and it may identify someone who I may have overlooked. Um, you know what, what Eric says is it, you know it, it, it points out right away who you know who he needs to replace because they're hurt. For me, yes, but it also who am I who am I keeping my lineup? that I really got to get out of there because they no longer deserve it, that I may just kind of look down. He starts, he starts, he starts, he starts. Ooh, I need to get rid of him. He's starting, but uh, he's platooning or, or or whatever, something like that. Well,
1: definitely check that out and check out the Tau Wars fab results on Sunday night, a few hours before uh, NFBC runs. It's 8, very 8.30 helpful. Eastern. That's, my goal is to have him posted at 8.30 Eastern. Very good uh, thing to cross-reference. Be sure you you didn't miss anybody. Well, thanks so much, Todd. Thank you all. It was a good turnout today in the chat. We appreciate it. Hope you'll join us next week on the roto Fantasy Baseball Podcast brought to you by Rival Fantasy.
2: Yeah.